0: I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Welcome to Going Out with Jay Cornell. I am Jay Cornell, and with me, as always, is my producer and friend and co-host of the intro, Katie Brown.
1: Co-host of the intro. Hi. How are you?
0: I'm good. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> um. No, it is always shocking to be in a country where there is like a little bit more of like a unified appearance. Like even in England, I'm like, you have an English face. Like, yeah. And it's weird because that's just not an American experience at all, which is a good thing. I think it's a good thing. But it is like crazy to think about other countries where that like happens.
1: Yeah, I I do. Like and it it is a really funny thing, too, because I feel like when you visit another country and you kind of look like you could be from there. I don't know. Maybe this is just my experience. But like I feel like every time I visit somewhere where people have like dark features, they're like, oh, you look like one of us. And I'm like, no, I don't.
0: I know. Someone told me recently that I I look incredibly French Canadian, which has never been said. <laughs> has never been said to me in my entire life. But someone was like, "Well, you look super French Canadian," and I was what? like, "What?"
1: And I I'm, they probably like met a French Canadian guy one time that looked like you.
0: <laughs> Wait, hold on. This is actually so funny that this is happening while we're recording this intro. Guess what just got delivered? Like, did you just hear that knock? Sanzo. Sanzo. I think Sanzo just got delivered. Hold on. I'm their gonna new flavor. The new flavor got delivered.
1: We're going into our I'm, office too.
0: The pair. Wait, I'm gonna try it live on Pod. Hold on. Try it
1: live on Pod. Give us, give us tasting notes.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Hold on. I'm like not wearing shoes. Oh, oh. my god. It came in like a little box. It's funny because this time they just sent like a normal package as opposed to like, a box of like hundreds.
1: <laughs> You're a little disappointed. I can tell. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, it's, it's, it, I'm actually, cause I'm moving in like a, a couple of weeks. So it makes sense. It's good oh, that right. I don't have a ton have of Have you consultors. figured out where you're? Yeah, I'm staying in time. Nice. Okay, wait, let's look at how cute this is though.
1: Aw. Wait, I is this fun like... for the
0: listener that I'm trying this live on pod?
1: Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not?
0: Um, wait, <laughs> but what were we talking about while I open this?
1: Um, oh, that you look French Canadian
0: yeah wait okay because the thing is i am french canadian i'm a third french canadian
1: oh okay maybe that does have a a certain look but i didn't know that
0: but i've been told because i'm irish french canadian and jewish Mm -hmm. like irish english french canadian and jewish and i've been told i look like the other two but no one has ever been like oh yeah the french canadian's really coming through i don't even know what that means to look french canadian
1: dude i know I, i remember i was when i worked at um i worked at a mediterranean restaurant at the counter and this one guy, like, he kept going through the line, like, over and over and getting, like, more and more, like, small things and staring at me. And finally, he goes, where are you from?
0: Oh, my God. a <laughs> crazy
1: accent. And I was, like, um, literally here. Like, I'm from here. Um, and he was, like, he basically kept asking me in other ways to ask, like, no, 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 where's your, like, heritage? There like, where are you from from? And, and like you and I are
0: white like people of color have to deal with that literally every day
1: oh I know I know but but when, when I told him I like listed like all my many many like different places my ancestors are from and he was like oh one of them is Russian he's like I knew it I'm Russian too I was like, that's so funny.
0: People, when people are like super obsessed with like features of certain like ethnicities, I'm like, it gets a little sketchy. Okay, wait. This is okay. Wait. So the Sanzo Asian pear. I think I like Asian pears. Are those the big ones that come with like the netting around them? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think that's what they are. Wait. Oh yeah. There's a picture. There's a picture on the side of the can. This is exactly what I thought it was. Do you see?
1: Oh yes, yes, I've had. Okay, wait, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna. Wait, you had this flavor already, or you've had no? I've just like
1: had an Asian pear before.
0: Okay, I'm curious because I'm gonna be honest. Pear Lacroix, not my favorite. Like straight up, not my favorite.
1: I do like pear flavored things though. High Noon came out with a pear flavor, and it's actually good.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's banging. That's good. (laughs) Oh, it's really good.
1: Sanzo, you did it again.
0: On my ranking. So this is the fifth flavor in the Sanzo family. I think Calamansi is number one, Yuzu's, Yuzu's number two. I think this is now number three.
1: Then lychee, then mango?
0: Correct. And no shade to any of the flavors. I like them all, but that's my ranking.
1: <laughs> that's great. You can't choose a favorite child, but you kind of did.
0: No, Kalamansi a favorite child and Yuzu but I just like bite things. This is really good though. This is subtle. I think you would like this. I'm excited to this try. also would be phenomenal with a little gin in it. Wow. This podcast is just one, once again, another episode of me talking about Sansa. <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. Like how did they time that, that while we record the intro, the delivery guy shows up and is like knocking on the window being like, your Sanzo's here. Okay.
1: <laughs> how did you know it was going to be that?
0: Cause this is the box. Like he held this up.
1: Oh, you could see him. You could see him. It,
0: yeah, because it's like my window. He was like knocking on my window, holding a box of Sanzo, like <laughs> That's Santa. So That's not what Santa does. Um, <laughs> wait, so what are we talking? Oh, featured. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so apparently I look French Canadian. I <laughs> think I've never thought in my literal life. But yeah, it's been like, I've been like chewing on that for a minute.
1: I feel like people do love to come up to you and tell you like really specific things they notice about you.
0: Me specifically? hmm Wait, what is making you think that? When did that happen? Okay, so
1: there was the French Canadian thing. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. the wiggling thing.
0: <laughs> the wiggling thing i'm like that was so i think we also there's I think the cam from modern family that i don't even want to talk about that but <laughs> th- i think someone yelled at me on the street that i i had headphones in and i think i might have i couldn't tell if i imagined it or not but i think someone yelled i don't see a wiggle like i think someone who listens to the podcast like <laughs> called me on the street because I, I was like did someone just yell i don't see a wiggle and i was like i like turned and like didn't see anyone but i was like i think that just happened
1: whoever that person is i love you so much
0: like shout out to whoever it is because it i i then like internalized that it did i'm finding it so distracting like how insane these headphones look on me because they're taped on one side do you see how crazy this looks <laughs> sorry i know podcasts are not a visual medium but it feels and looks insane okay i made it really worse
1: it did get worse when
0: you did that. okay so i this is what how we're recording this episode <laughs> wait a minute Oh my god, this is so bad.
1: Jake, what is new with the you? The intros
0: are becoming the <laughs> intros are becoming more and more chaotic. Like every week. Oh my god, I went to Hanoi House in East Village. Have you gone? No. It's really good pho. It's really good pho.
1: I love pho, and it's the right season for it now.
0: And it's your neighborhood. So what's the excuse?
1: All right, I'm going. I feel mm-hmm. like um, I also need to like rediscover ramen in my neighborhood because there's this one really good place that has become like r- way too popular. Wait, which one? Um, hold on, I'm forgetting. Is it the one, one with
0: the orange sign? Like the sign with like the orange writing that's kind of hard to read? Yes. Yeah, I went there the other night and it was really good. Ippudo? Mizuyaki? No, uh, not Ippudo. Ippudo. Oh, Ippudo is, is like classic. So like, I fucking think that's been good. Fun. Yeah, Ippudo is really
1: good. But like around this time of year, it gets so crowded and popular again. Like, cause oh, I feel yeah, like people come to the East Village for that place, which is fair. It's really good. But I want to find a different place in my neighborhood that's like a little less. popular. Ramen
0: restaurants are funny because I feel like more so than other. I feel like and like I feel like ramen restaurants get cult followings in a way that other restaurants don't. Like the way that like Ivan Ramen, Iputo, Momofuku Ramen, like yeah. they all got these like it was like a thi- like a few years ago it was like a thing, and I feel like it kind of comes back like every winter, like the ramen spots, like even here in Brooklyn, the. Um, what the fuck is it called? Chuko on Vanderbilt is like, it's just like in the winter, it's like slammed, like hour and a half wait. Yeah. And it's like,
1: well, cause there's some days good, where you're like walking good. in the city and you're like, I just need a steaming bowl of broth. It's a hundred percent.
0: I think pho should get more play though. Like I think that pho is as good, if not better.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to think if I agree and I with guess
0: you. like I don't need to like I guess I like don't I'm like a I'm like a soup freak like I love all soup and I'm like I guess I don't need to like banish one soup like I don't need, know that we need to put them head to head but like the texture of like the rice noodles like the skinny little rice noodles in soup is so satisfying.
1: I do really like that like wun Sen soup from a Thai place so good.
0: Yeah, like anything like just like those little glassy noodles I love them and like pho broth is just so savory but delicate at the same time like i think it's like truly magical
1: so i made homemade pho recently and now i feel like i can't go back because it's so good um to make it homemade and like makes your whole house smell amazing (laughs) because you have to like you get like all the whole spices you know like whole cloves and whole nutmegs and stuff like that um i recently learned that whole nutmegs the plural is nutmegs which i don't know sounds wrong to me
0: that's it's
1: funny. Um, but I like, you have to like toast them all first and then <laughs> stop
0: <laughs> my dangling headphone.
1: Stop dangling that in front of me.
0: Okay, um,
1: wait.
0: <laughs> you have to toast the nutmegs. <laughs> you
1: to- you toast the mu- nutmegs and on, like the cloves and stuff like that, star anise. And it makes your whole house smell so good. And then you, you put like a full onion and a couple other things in there. Um, with the broth, and then you strain them out, and add like all the toppings and ingredients you want. Cook the noodles like in the broth; they just like yeah. cook in there. Oh my god, it was so good.
0: Yeah, I fucking love broth in general. Like, do you ever go to the do you ever go to the the Brodo place and get like the broth in the coffee cup? Do you no. ever do that?
1: No, but um, Spring Bone, like I've I walk by that place all the time. That like bone broth place.
0: Oh, I don't know. Brodo is like the original bone broth place, and I oh. like it.
1: I don't know that one. Springbone is like always coming up on my seamless though. And I was, oh, I've always wondered like who's like ordering just like a bowl of broth, but I guess, I guess there's an appeal for some people. Sometimes
0: if I feel like shit, I will drink broth. Does it? Help? It's also really good for your stomach.
1: Oh, okay. It's like my, it's your version of my like bright blue smoothie. It just like fixes everything. The spirulina. The yeah. <laughs> That's what's in it. I always forget what the thing is called.
0: It's the spirulina.
1: I walked uh, around the other day with like blue like all around my mouth. No one. Oh told my me. god!
0: No, I had a worse version, which was I drank. It was so gross. I drank a protein shake at home and then went about my day, and then like hours later, looked in the mirror, and I had like in the process of like knocking it back like this, had gotten like a streak of brown protein shake across the bridge of my nose. Oh my god! And it was just dried there. It looked. It, I literally looked like a brown noser. Like it looked like I had fucking shit on my face, and I was like. Oh my god. I was like, why has no one said anything? I was pissed.
1: (laughs) I can't. Whoever saw you that day and didn't tell you, like, deserves a special place in hell. Oh, I'm the
0: king. I'll tell you if something's on your face. I'll tell you if something's on your face and I'll tell you something if there's something in your teeth. Like, I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I I actually was just talking with a friend about this because I feel like there are certain things that you never want to hear. But you'd rather, I feel like at least you'd rather someone tell you that it's happened than to have to go about. Like, I had a friend who I love deeply. But she decided during college that one day, like, she, like, read an article or whatever and was, like, I'm going to use, like, natural deodorant going forward. And she
0: smelled like ass. She
1: smelled like ass. And, like, finally, (laughs) I just had to be, like, girl, like, you smell bad. Like, you have to go back to your old old deodorant. And to this day, she's, like, that was, like, you're a real one for that. Like, that was. No, I understand else, No one else wanted to tell her.
0: Yeah, no, that's, like, so important. It's so important to have a friend like that.
1: That being said, if you tell me I smell bad, like, I will remember it for the rest of my life and have trauma, so don't. No,
0: worry. totally. Well, you can't just give, okay, the thing is, there's a difference between, like, you were giving a critique, hey, I noticed you switched deodorant, it's not as effective as the one you were using before, I just want you to have that information. Yeah. That's different than a generic statement of, hey, Katie, you smell bad. Like, yeah. that is, like, a more, like, broad, brutal statement <laughs> without, like, feedback and, credit. And like. You're
1: right, that. you're right. Mine was more objective, like, you switched, there was a change.
0: <laughs> and I have noticed that change, like, that's different. Like, yeah. if someone was like, yo, Katie, you smell bad, like, like, that's just bullying. Just like that's always, not like since the day that's you were not born. being a good friend. <laughs> but that is like what we just touched on. is like the nuance of like those people who are like you're the bullies in your life who are like I'm just real, and it's like you are harassing me. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I f- okay. Someone told me like if it's something that the person can't fix in a matter of five minutes, don't tell them. But if they can fix it in five Wait, minutes, hold on. I actually so.
0: want to think about that and see if I agree with that.
1: If it's about like something like um, superficial, at like least that.
0: don't tell them in passing. Oh wait, superficial. Like if it's like something like structurally wrong with their face.
1: No, like, <laughs> <laughs> like okay. I don't know. Like you're already out and you've left the house, and like they can't fix their. Oh, and you're like, hey, outfit. that shirt
0: doesn't match your jeans or whatever. Like,
1: don't tell them that. But if you're like, oh, like you have makeup under your eyes, go to the bathroom and like wipe it off.
0: Wait, can we also talk about? Sorry, I just like reminded me of something, and I, I, I ultimately do agree with what you just said the five minutes thing. Wait, can we talk about this concept because I think about this a lot. Do you believe in like clothes matching, like being like, oh, this matches, or like, oh, this doesn't match?
1: I feel like that was a thing that moms (laughs) told us a lot about in like when we were kids.
0: This is what I'm saying is like, I just remember so much of my life was like putting on clothes and being ready to leave, and then my mom being like, that doesn't match. And I was like, I don't understand what that means. Like, yeah. And I'm like, and now I'm like starting to unpack, like, I don't think it's a real thing. Like, I think my mom just was like, I don't like that outfit.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think. The one thing I can remember very distinctly, at least this was a thing for me, like, as a kid, I thought, like, anything that was the same color matched. So, like, I would wear, like, a pink shirt with, like, a completely different color pink pants and a different color pink shoes. Yeah, I get that, And then maybe my mom would be like, okay, well, those colors of pink um, maybe don't really match that much. Although now with, like, Gen Z culture and the way we dress, like, I don't know, maybe anything goes, but...
0: I know. Well, I remember the big ones. My mom, <clears throat> my mom, who is 100% listening to this. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> her big things were like she was really anti wearing black and navy and wearing black and brown and black and navy. I sort of get But I feel like everyone wears black and brown. And like aren't I was there rules for like, like men's not- shoes
1: and belts or something like they need to. Well, match.
0: that's different. That's a little bit different. But wearing like a brown like I would wear like I don't know. I've seen, I feel like I see girls out wearing black and brown all the time. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was always, like, if you're wearing, like, obviously if you're wearing, you like, were a raised black not black, suit, black and brown. We were like strictly a not allowed to wear black and brown household. <laughs> like, and I get it. Like if you're wearing like a suit, like if you're wearing like a black suit, like don't wear brown belt and brown paint- shoes. Like I get that. Like that does, that does look off. I yeah. guess. But even still, I feel like you can make it work. I feel like it's just, I don't know. I was raised, to think that there were these like strict rules and it was like, oh, if you leave the house in black and brown, like you will be like struck down by the <laughs> gods. And I just don't actually think that's the case. And I actually am like, like sometimes I'll try it. I'll be like putting an outfit together and then I'll be ready to leave. And I'm like, oh, I guess this is black and brown. And then I'm like, will God smite me? And then I'm like, I don't think he will. I think I'm allowed.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really think, I feel like maybe it was different in previous generations. I feel like our generations yeah, but, have like kind of gone against all of those rules and like we don't really care. And Especially like- I guess we like,
0: have like bigger fish to fry.
1: <laughs> that too. But I also just think like it's when you think about like- it's like you're
0: dealing with like the AIDS crisis and the Cold War being like black and brown don't match. It's like fuck off.
1: Literally fuck off. Literally yeah. fuck off. No, but I feel like now it's like like all the things then that were seen as like ugly or like um, unfashionable now it's like there's a term for it like you can wear three different colors of pink and it's called like monochromatic look you know like
0: oh my god or like color blocking like clashing is now color blocking 100%
1: and remember I don't know if you ever watched girls but there was like that part about like power clashing with two patterns and stuff and I feel like I did watch
0: some of Girls, but not enough to get that reference.
1: Like she's going out and she's like, "I'm doing this thing called power clashing." It's like two different, completely (laughs) different patterns, and I felt like that opened up a world to me where I was like, "Okay, we can wear two different patterns." Lena Dunham. You can wear two different patterns.
0: (laughs) Patterns were really a moment. Like the girls were wearing patterns for a minute there.
1: Oh my god! Growing up in the South, the biggest thing I can, and it's actually like traumatic to think about, really. But like Chevron Vera. Chevron. Oh,
0: Chevron. Chevron was huge.
1: Oh, my God. And Vera Bradley. I know that's what you were going to say, right?
0: Yeah. Vera Bradley was tough. That was
1: tough. Did you have all that stuff?
0: Vera Bradley was huge when I was in like middle school, high school. Vera Bradley was really popular, especially the wristlets. It was the coach <laughs> yes. wristlets and the Vera Bradley wristlets. I had the little Wait, duffel I mean, bag okay. for sleepovers. Oh, that was huge too. Or the toad, the Vera Bradley toad. (laughs) Wait, I'm going to tell you this one story and then I'll intro the episode because it's time. But one of my like all time, like imprinted memories from serving was I was working, my college job was that Mexican restaurant. I feel like I've talked about it before. And I was working the lunch shift. I literally remember this clear as fucking day. I was working the lunch shift and these two women came in and the lunch shifts were super quiet at this restaurant. They were like low key and easy. and It was like kind of fun. you just like hung out with the bartender. So,
1: nice,
0: or maybe I was the bartender. It doesn't matter. You
1: hung out with
0: yourself. Or I hung out with the server. It doesn't matter. These two women came in. These women were at the youngest 55. The two of them, and it's just the two of them, these two women in there, like middle-aged women, They come, they are sat on table 21. I remember again, or was it 22? It doesn't matter. Um, They were sat on one of the high tops. And I remember going over with the pitcher of water to like fill their water cups and be like, hey guys, welcome to El Gato. And I literally get there and I go, hey guys, well, and I, um, I look and one of the women has put her Vera Bradley wristlet on the table. Mm-hmm. And you know how they have that front pocket where the I, you, you would put like your ID. So you can just like kind of show your ID in that like translucent yeah. front pocket on the wristlet. So helpful
1: for the airport.
0: Okay, yes. <laughs> I look down, that's on the table with that window on the front up. And inside of it, this grown woman has printed out a photo and slid it in of I'm dead fucking serious, (laughs) Bella and Edward from twilight. Like, right. Like just as they're kissing. (laughs) And I like see it. And I was like, welcome to, uh," (laughs) and I like froze. And I was like, but I didn't want to like shame this woman. Like I was like, God, but so I, but I like truly choked on my words for a minute. And I was like, can I get you? Like I had to like, it was like so bad. And she was like, so like, I think she kind of clocked that I saw it. And she was like, Yeah, and I'll have a fucking margarita. Like she was like, "This is who I am," and I was like, "You know what? God bless." God forbid
1: anyone thinks she's Team Jacob. Like she has to. No, she
0: was out there repping Edward hard. Yeah, I truly think about it all. Like that story has stuck with me at this point for like (laughs) ten years. Like that was like ten years ago.
1: It's so incredible.
0: No, it was really something. It was really something. (laughs) That Um, kind of reminds me now.
1: Sorry. Wait, I'll tell you. I just want to say it kind of reminds me of the time I was I was at the airport once with Penny Lane and Penny uh-huh. Lane's dog breed is Havanese and I saw this woman and she was staring at me. She was staring at the dog, whatever. And I look up and this woman is its like as if she's like a NBA fan, completely decked okay. out in Havanese. No. her shirt has like a drawing of a havanese with like the name havanese like underneath it and she has like a bag with one on it and she's just staring at penny lane and like
0: oh my god i was
1: like this is her michael jordan like this is like
0: does she not have her own fucking havanese she
1: didn't have one with her at the airport that's so
0: crazy (laughs) she's like a super fan of this dog breed and doesn't have one like there I know it's like it's expensive to get a breed of dog but like you can get the dog (laughs) that's so crazy
1: and I saw it I was like I didn't know what to do I was like this is this is not real
0: oh my god I hope she's okay I both I hope both of those women are okay and I hope they're married and I hope one of them is watching Twilight and one of them is walking the Havanese truly wishing them the best Okay, this week's episode is with um, my friend. It was a really fun episode. Um, he and I went out recently with a bunch of people, and it was actually such a fun night. Um, he is a writer on the new season of Z-Way on Showtime. He is the one of the hosts of Stradio Lab, a fantastic podcast that I love. Um, please enjoy. He's also a great comedian in stand-up. You can check him out all over the city. Please enjoy me going out with Sam Taggart. Okay, Gorge. Um, you hate, you hate winter. I fucking hate the winter.
2: Wow. So this is it. (laughs) We talk about the, I do talk talk about the weather for one full hour. Here's the thing about the (laughs) weather. I do feel fall. I don't think it should be celebrated because fall is, you're like celebrating as we are. The year is dying and you're going into winter. I cannot be happy. It's very,
0: the Christmas. did you, are you familiar with the movie, The Stepmom? No. Okay. Well, spoiler alert: it's about a mom dying, Fuck. but it's very like it's very like there's a scene at Christmas where it's like the bittersweet thing of like being. A, it's also like Family Stone where you're like at a Christmas mm. where you know. Spoiler <laughs> alert for the Family Stone: it's a huge twist at the end. Um, but it's like when you're at the Christmas where you like know the mom's dying, and it's like you're kind of like celebrating the end in this sort of melancholy. Like that's very fall. Yeah. I don't like that. I think the death has been removed from fall is the problem. People are sort of like, that's the that's what yes. everyone's talking about. It's that people aren't acknowledging that you're celebrating a death. You're and I think if death. we brought that new I think if you brought that nuance in, it would actually bring a lot of texture to culture and to fall. Pumpkin like it's not pumpkin spice. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we need
2: to bring the spirituality back into
0: fall. Well, <laughs> essentially. It's it's about the circle of life.
2: Yeah. And it should be respected. It should be treated with that weight. <laughs> I And also my pitch. I'm always pitching this to anyone. Someone's going to buy it. I'll one take day. it. I'll take it. How about after Christmas? No more winter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who. Let's me- be honest though. Christmas winter. Christmas is a fall holiday. <laughs> And the fact that that is not addressed <laughs> is like so upsetting because it is absolutely in the fall. It barely snows on Christmas. No, absolutely. Like it's it's been winter for 4 days at this point. No, yes.
0: Yes. People are like we might get a white Christmas this year. It's like why are we branding it that way at all then at that point? Like it's no.
2: It's also uh, I could be settled like if we moved Christmas to end of February, I think uh-huh. that could be really helpful for everyone's mental state. Yes, I agree. Cuz then I, you have something to look forward to all winter long.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hate Christmas. Oh. Hate Christmas. How come? Because I had divorced parents.
2: Oh. So it's just like a lot of
0: stress, okay, and a lot of like money. Like it was like so much like watching people trying to like save up money to like buy presents for people. I just think it's like a whole rigmarole. Sure, sure, sure. And it's like so much of so- like <laughs> so much social media is watching like like I like I used to say like my favorite part like when I was coming up in comedy like one of my favorite things is like watching like the people the your brokest friends you know like going back to their like Nancy Meyers homes for Christmas with like a purebred dog and like just like the expose of that. But yeah. it's like you just I feel like everyone just reveals like their Trump ass families on their social media. Yeah, it's pretty dark. <laughs> and I just like I. Don't. It's never spoken to me. Mm. And I think also maybe part of it is that it is at the beginning of the worst season of the year. I know <laughs> that Christmas is heralding in three months of depression.
2: Yeah. I mean, Christmas, I, it unfortunately has spoken to me. I'm trying to think why. Wait, really? Christmas
0: really speaks to me. I... I'm try- that I'm is, I don't know why, but that's deeply shocking to me. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to unpack it. Are you like a sentimental person? I think I am actually. Wow.
2: I think I'm kind of moody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you do like is Valentine's Day a moment for you?
2: No, because okay. uh, because that feels like faker. That
0: feels even worse. That feels like because there was no there there's no Christ moment. Christ wasn't involved.
2: It's not because of Christ. You need Christian involvement. I don't need Christ. So Easter is huge. No, I, <laughs> I think Christmas. It is just like the holidays are like a, a a movement. Whether you're like like Valentine's Day, it's like this is optional. Like you can literally live a whole Valentine's Day and right. Like forget. But as
0: a culture in America, there's a ho- like a holiday moment. Yeah, I want to. Okay, if you like Christmas, I will. say, As someone who fucking doesn't like Christmas. It, If you want to feel Christmas, you go to London on Christmas because they fucking, they ram that shit down your throat and they make it taste good. It is incredible. Christmas in London is really something. It's better.
2: Well, I want to say you recommending um, Christmas in London as if it's like a club is really funny. I think it's, I think people go to London for Christmas. Oh my God. If you're not in Christmas on (laughs) London, like
0: what are you doing? Like you don't even really celebrate. No, but I think I'm like, I I don't like, that's kind of how I feel at this point. Like is Christ even born on this day? If you're not in London. Also Jesus, I think he was born in September. So I don't think it matters, but (laughs) I think Christ was a Virgo. And, (laughs) but I just, I, I get what you're saying though. It is a, it's a, Of the Western cultures, it is a move. Winter, the the holiday season is a moment that is inescapable by all.
2: And my favorite time of the year, genuinely, is that sweet spot between Christmas and New Year's. You just said you didn't like fall because it meant winter was coming. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Look, if you expect this is some sort of gotcha journalism,
1: if you expect me
2: to like maintain a point of view throughout this, however long this. No, goes, I'm just
0: I'm trying to like unpack
2: this. I'm you try- are literally policing my thoughts. <laughs> it's so absurd. And like, I'm just trying to sort of brainstorm. Like, I don't. I, I think maybe weather-wise, yeah, I would love if it were summer that week. That would be huge for everyone. Is it the thing of like
0: those are four days where it's like you can truly do nothing guiltlessly. It,
2: 100%. That's yeah. the only time I actually feel free.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so were you like me, where like that was the best part of the pandemic? Like was like the feeling of like I don't have to do anything? I don't want to talk about the pandemic much. I'm just curious if that's part of your psyche.
2: Um
0: No, I, you were scared for like your loved ones, weren't you?
2: No, I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> fucking scared. I didn't care, give a fuck about them. Um no, I was more like um I think well, yeah, it's not like a bummer to talk about. I feel like yeah, I was just I like it sort of like bummed about the lack of social stuff. Sure.
0: Yeah. I get that. As someone who constantly feels like I should be doing something, should be working. I get the, I get the draw of the boxing day to new year's sort of stretch of like, there's nothing. There's nothing. And there's freedom there. And there's freedom. I will say new year's. I'm a big proponent of holidays that have no familial obligation. My favorite holidays are new year's Eve our 4th of July purely as in terms of how they're celebrated, not like what they mean. Once again, I don't think any holidays have like intrinsic meaning. Um, like I love like, like those are Halloween. I think is very fun. Well,
2: I want to know how you feel about Valentine's day. Um, uh, huh.
0: I don't feel a super big draw. I worked yeah. a lot of Valentine's days cause I was restaurants for a long time. Mm. I think I love an excuse to go out to a dinner. I do enjoy that. Sure. Um, but I
2: don't want to go out when everyone else is going out sure. And I don't want the waiter to be like, oh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want them to be judged and be like, hmm. sure. Yeah. Like very, like, if what are they judging? That's how they're to work. <laughs> like if okay. on Christmas morning, you had to go to a store and like a person had to bring you your presents. I would feel like this isn't joyful. you know that people, I didn't know this until I worked in New York, like in New York, there are like,
0: it's normal for rich people to like rent out restaurants for their holidays. Or, like, rent out, like, private dining rooms and do, like, Christmas dinner in a restaurant in a private dining room. Really? Yeah, I, like, was the server of one of them. It was truly cuckoo ca Wow. Yeah. Sounds chic. It sounds chic, but it's just crazy to me that, like, the idea of, like, doing the holidays not in your own home and that being, like, normal. Yeah, that is weird. I think it's crazy.
2: Yeah. But people in New York are broken. Let them have Deeply broken. Deeply (laughs) broken. Deeply broken. Are you a restaurant person? So, uh, here's what... Is that what this podcast is about?
0: (laughs) It's about all things going out So like restaurants, bars If you like to not go out We can talk about that No, it's like <laughs> Holmes was on and we talked about Like menstrual cycles for a long time It's really freeform
2: Well, I was sort of I guess I was scared formerly, because Formerly ABC Family Freeform <laughs> I think I was scared because I was like Okay, I think this podcast is like about restaurants And I'm not Like I eat, obviously I'm like a person that go has to eat sometimes But I don't consider myself like a restaurant person No, There sure. are restaurants I like Because I have to eat something
0: <laughs> no, but I find that as someone, I would eat in a restaurant every day if I could, except I do like cooking. But like, do you not enjoy them? Do they not speak to you? I want, it's like, Can I just I- want to in- interrogate where they exist in your life and in your like perspective.
2: I, okay, I'm learning to like them actually. I'm learning to like the idea of like a dinner that you go out to and you like really luxuriate in. Okay. It's a very new um, thing. What was the previous aversion? Previously, I... I wanted all meals. I One, I hated any sort of group meal. I hated <laughs> all going out meals. I wanted to, like, eat a sandwich on the street and then, like, roll up for drinks. Okay. That's sort of my preferred. Can I ask why? Well, one, I was broke. Broke. So broke is valid. And that it's easier to be, <laughs> to, like, not want. So I would, like, be like, I don't even want that. <sighs> That's really real. Um... And also just the complication, like everyone's also, like at that point, it felt like everyone was broke too. Where it was like, why are we pretending that we're not broke? Like, let's just eat a piece of pizza and then go get drinks. Like, Yeah, that's valid. This show and then like a birthday dinner is my nightmare. Like people, like 10 people and then the birthday person being like, "Mm," and everyone being like, "Look (laughs) look at it. And it's just like, no, I can't. You shouldn't have those until you
0: are 35. My best, one of my best friends had a birthday dinner last night and we went and he sent a message beforehand with a full price da- breakdown baked of like, this is how much it will cost you. Like, here's how much it will be. Like, and I really appreciated that because I don't think that was happening when we were like 23.
2: Wow. That is nice. How many people? Eight. It's a little too many people.
0: It was eight people. I actually, it was seven people I genuinely like, which well, is right. Nice. and it was a very fun dinner.
2: Okay. But here's the other problem. This is getting into Seinfeldian territory, but it's sort of like, okay, so you're at a dinner with eight people, you're only talking to the three that you're next to. We actually did a pretty good job of kind of having a
0: full eight-way conversation. Really? Yeah. Sounds we like really a
2: lot of waiting to talk.
0: I'll tell you this, <laughs> I know for a fact the tables around us did not like us because we were loud, mm. We were, it was loud. Well, that he slammed his drink down, he's furious <laughs> on behalf of the other patrons <laughs> at that restaurant, he's so mad.
2: No, I actually think there's a real, oh, thank you. <laughs> Coaster, I feel like a caveman in this space. Um, <laughs> Um, I think there, no, to, to uh, be contradictory of myself once again, I think there is real power in being the loudest people in the restaurant. That It's assertive. Because you're either the loudest person or you're mad that someone else is being loud. So you might as well be the loudest. That's poetry. <laughs> that blew my mind. That blew my mind. Sure. <laughs> be, the, be the evil you be want. Be the evil
0: that you don't want to deal with in the world, because yeah. then you don't have to. Um, okay, wait. So, I he- okay, I hear this. It's interesting. What was your, when you were broke, what
2: was your money job? I was a dog walker for a while, and then a mover, and then I worked at the 14th Street Y. It's like an after school kids counselor or
0: whatever. Mover is one of those jobs that sounds so hot, and then I think about actually doing it and it makes me feel like, oh, it must have been so
2: hard. It was so hard, but there was like, it was kind of horny too. It, it just looks, though, it's the horniest job I've ever seen in my life. And like the guys like, are more like- More than like masseuse. The guys like, are horny. <laughs> You're
0: like, I was having a lot of sex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're just like really horny, and they're always talking about it. <laughs> they're always like like helping you carry something. It's a lot of like you got it like you got this <laughs> or like like kind of like spotting you as you lift something and it's like this is you're also with them all day long and in it's a like truck a truck and you're like sweaty and <laughs> Are going, there, like, communal showers? Like, is there,
0: like, a locker room? God, I wish.
2: <laughs> no, it also was, you know, uh, one of the most more homophobic places I've worked. Well, duh, because they're they're gay. Yeah, but <laughs> one of them... one of, Yeah, I'm going to out. Um, one of them uh, did message a fellow mover at, like, 3 a.m. and was like, I think you're really cute. And then he, the friend who was, like, kind of, like, bi-friendly and, like, uh, kind of flexible in a fun way... Um, he, like, the next day was like, whoa, like, cool. Like, what's this about? And he, he was like, I was just fucking around, man. I was just oh, kidding. Oh,
0: that's so dark. And it's like, oh, no, you're so clearly... His one moment of bravery, and then he immediately took it
2: back. Yeah. That's so sad. But when I rode in the truck with him, I always wanted to be like, I know. It's okay. <laughs> it's just us. It's just us. You're
0: save. It's just us in Susan's credenza in the back. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. Okay, but those are jobs very separate from the restaurant. I I understand now, like the the aversion to the spaces. Yeah. What has your journey been like getting into the? What has been like? Is is your boyfriend into them? Like, what has been your draw into getting? Yeah. Into, yeah. My
2: boyfriend's a real uh, restaurant guy. He loves. He, the he stuff. has that energy. I will say. Yeah. I would have guessed this. Yeah. It's. Oh, he reeks of it. <laughs> <laughs> he reeks of restaurant culture of wanting to be waited on. <laughs> I knew him for 10 minutes and he asked me to get him a drink I was like okay
0: fine <laughs> um, Was that a thing that you had to deal with Like was it like he wants to go to restaurants And you're like no
2: um, Kind of actually like, I, At the beginning of the relationship especially I was really like no I don't go to brunch Like I don't do that Yeah. Like we can get a bodega egg and cheese And that's <laughs> like that's what we're gonna do Sure. Um, I was like, I would argue, not a great person to date for like <laughs> <laughs> the first four years of the relationship. <laughs> but I was so sexy, he couldn't stop himself. Because you're a mover. Because I was a mover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what um, has what your journey been like getting into restaurants as now you are getting into them?
2: Okay, so I. L-
0: I've never felt like I've paid more, someone more by interviewing them about <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> I truly am nailing you to the cross. No,
2: it's like really tough because I like, I assume that a person that clicks on this is like, oh, I want to hear about like fun restaurants and instead they're hearing like no. a cranky man. It's more like people just talking about living in New York than anything else. Okay, well, one, I live in New York and I love it. Um, <laughs> two, it's listening to never sleeps. Um, no, I, I'm learning to like restaurants. I think I'm picky. Like... I'm I'm finding myself almost like when a parent comes to visit New York, I'm like a little cranky, like Yeah. Like I'm like, this place is too small. Like that <laughs> happens to me a lot. You're <laughs> like I'm right next to the other table. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do I don't know, I have fun with it now. Um you know, get me a martini and I'm <laughs> I'm having a
0: blast. Did you were you going to restaurants growing
2: up? Yeah, but like we were in, in the Midwest and like rural parts of the South, so they were like, you know, shitty restaurants.
0: And there was that you plenty of space between you. The oh, tables. so much space, <laughs> so much space. Okay, so in this time, okay, so restaurants are not part of your soul. Is what's <laughs> they're cool.
2: not part. But I'm learning.
0: And no, and and that's beautiful, and I love that for you. I also do. I have like a. What's a restaurant you feel really safe in in New York City?
2: Um, I feel safe in Rolos. I've heard it's amazing. I love that place. Yeah. But I was told recently that it's um, part owned by a like evil real estate company too. Maybe that's happening. You're not getting out of that in New York. It's not. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was told to feel bad about it and I was like, I actually don't think I should. No, I gave up on doing that. I'm <laughs> sorry, you can't like. <laughs> that's every, that's all in New York. You think a restaurant can afford <laughs> a building? No,
0: no, he, no, 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 no. Your favorite restaurant is owned by Ghislaine. Like, it's just, that's the reality of the true. situation. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm like, I just ask that they do a good job of hiding it. I just don't want to see a picture of them on the wall.
2: I feel, okay, I also like, an appetizer used to, to me, be like, no, that's for, like, the king to order. <laughs> like, I was like, that's not for a, norm- a commoner to order. <laughs> 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 I... <laughs> And especially like a dessert, I thought was I thought they birthdays I thought only. No one ordered them. I actually thought you weren't like I thought they put them on the they menu. Were, I was like, like, performative. Yeah. This is fascinating. <laughs> Have you ever in your life ordered a side? Um. Now that I'm with my restaurant loving boyfriend, I do get like little treats. <laughs> <laughs> we'll spend twelve dollars on chickpeas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: wow! <laughs> <laughs> this is—it's cute. Is it, it? He's like holding your hand, like it's gonna be okay.
2: We're gonna work. <laughs> Truly. Uh, yeah. Are you a picky eater? No. Okay. I, I'll eat pretty much whatever. Okay. I like spicy food. Okay. And <laughs> that's pretty much it. Are you open to bars?
0: I love a bar. So we love a bar. I love. And we always loved bars. I'll always love bars. What are the bars we love, and but- what do you love about bars?
2: Oh wow! Okay, I love. Okay, I love a mixture. One, I'm a simple man. I love almost any gay bar. Yeah, I'm happy there. I'm having fun. Yep. Even when they're horrific, I like them. Same. I can't think of one I don't like in New York. I'm trying. I'm. I'm sure there are some. Hmm. No, I was gonna say like Boiler Room. It's like no, I love Boiler. No, I love Boiler Room. It's like I wait. There's gotta be one. No, I don't think there is one no that I've been to at least yeah, I love them all um, at this point. I like I'm enjoying quiet bars in a way Same. that I never thought I would um, I love neighborhood spots. <laughs> <laughs> I love I live in Bushwick and I love um, so I love what is it on Club. I don't know if you've been no, there. no I don't know this one. It's like a, I love like a diamond. Yeah. I don't, and because I, again, I think of myself as a commoner, I don't like cocktail bars. Fancy cocktail bars?
0: Yeah. Yeah. More of like a beer in a shot moment.
2: I'm a beer in a shot girl. I really respect that. I'm addicted to them.
0: It's actually, <laughs> it's actually a problem. It's hugely bad. This is an intervention. Yeah, um, it should be.
2: <laughs> have you,
0: okay. But like, um, were gay bars your first, like when you first moved to New York, were you hitting the gay bars?
2: No, I was going like, To real, like real dive divey places, and even like I was in like music scenes vaguely, I was like drum comedy, yeah. I didn't know this about you. I played drums in a band, um, and so it was like a lot of like stupid DIY venues and. Like, warehouses that would, like, burn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Flammable (laughs) bars. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of, like, paying, like, a random person $2 in cash for a PBR. Yeah. I've been to those spaces. Which, you know, I really did like, and I thought that was going to be my life forever. And then very quick. But I think I was denying that I was, I was out, but I wasn't living out loud.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a real time when you're, like, I'm the gay one in the straight space.
2: Yeah. 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 And then when I started to go to gay bars, I was, like, oh, this is so much better it's yes,
0: I regret that's I think the number one reason because the first three years I lived in New York I lived on 156 and I really like and whoa, I lived so far uptown. That's crazy. I know I know why did you do that? because I got some bad adv- I think it was a mixture someone told me Someone who had lived in Brooklyn for a long time who I knew because I was in Burlington Vermont before this Someone who had lived in Brooklyn for a long time before she moved to Burlington was like giving me this speech one time about how like Brooklyn's changed, don't live there, it's over. Like and I didn't know that that's just like what anyone who says Brooklyn has to say to like yeah, assuage the fact that they left Brooklyn. Yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, I guess we can't move to Brooklyn." <laughs> like I truly <laughs> took that as like, "Don't go to Brooklyn." Like I thought it was like, oh, like I fact. thought it, she was like it's too expensive, like da-da-da. Like I thought it was just like not doable, and I also knew I had a restaurant job lined up in Manhattan and in my mind, I didn't understand. I thought like anywhere in Manhattan would be closer to a spot in Manhattan Than like Brooklyn. Yeah Little did I know I was like four times farther away than I could. It was so bad And then once we lived there I just kind of did the thing where I like didn't want to admit that I had moved to the wrong neighborhood So people be like you live how far uptown? I'm like, no, but I actually love it. It's amazing and Brooklyn I hear, is so bad and like I did that for years and then oh No, when I started dating Nate um, he lived in Crown Heights and I like started staying at his place and I, within one week was like my, by simply sleeping here three nights a week, my life, my quality of life
2: improved. I mean, it's like, like a long distance relationship. Oh, I mean, true. We,
0: I, like, I owe his old roommates like money because I spent too much time at his apartment. Like we've, I fully just like started sleeping there all the time because wow. it was too far. Yeah. Um, but I, there's that, now there are gay bars up there, apparently.
2: It's um. I've been to a one. Is Sweet up there?
0: Sweet is up there and was up there when I went there. I had um, a really bizarre night at Sweet once. That's kind of the vibe. Yeah, the one time I walked into it was truly like an establishing shot from like an episode of Broad City. Like it was like <laughs> linoleum tile. There was a man walking around in all whites and an active hospital bracelet. Like what wow. his arm? Like it wow. was really something. No, but I think there's a boxers up there now. Like uh, oh, in the 150s. Yeah, that makes sense. none of that was up there when I went there. And so all the gay bars were in. Hell's Kitchen or in Brooklyn, I guess there's like Boiler Room East Village or whatever, but like mm-hmm. the, I just was never going to them because they weren't in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I think, and it didn't, it wasn't until I moved to Brooklyn that I got to like really dive in. And I was like, Oh, this would have made living in, this makes living in New York so much better, like actively going to the gay bars. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. And you know, I think we can agree the, uh, the hottest spot in town the X its the
0: hottest spot in town.
2: It's actually too hot. That's the thing, and I hate it talking about. It.
0: I hate talking about it because I I hate I, I hate any sort of energy of like. Well, I used to be into it when it was, but like I've been going to the X for since I moved to New York because it, it used to be a straight bar that just right. played Drag Race.
2: Oh, I didn't know they did that. that I
0: was, remember it as a straight bar. Like, that was the thing. It was a straight bar, and it played Drag Race, and because I think the bartender who worked because this was also back when Drag Race was on like Wednesdays or Thursdays or whatever mm-hmm. was gay and he was like I'm playing Drag Race That's nice. and so it was nice to go because it would be like like I think the first time I went there there was like five people watching Drag Race like it was empty and then by the time like a few seasons rolled around it was like just packed and then it yeah. became a gay bar and I love watching a bar become a gay bar is a cool experience but now it is like you can't get in you can't get in like the other I will never forget like a few months ago going to the Exley and there was a guy standing by the door and I went to walk by him and he was like he was like, hey. And I was like, hi, thinking I like didn't recognize him from being drunk there. It took me three full minutes to understand he was the bouncer. Like, I like there was a bouncer at the exit. And like I could not understand what was happening. And he was like, Can I see your idea? I was like, What? And then I was like, Oh, you're you're employed by this venue. Wow. <laughs> so, like, and he's the nicest guy. It's like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like the sweetest guy. But the first time that happened, I was like, truly, that was like, oh wow, this is a very different bar now.
2: It is like when like I can go there and run into every type person. of person yep. I've ever met. It's yep. like all different circles that like shouldn't know each other. I know when the when
0: I started seeing other comedians there, I was like, oh wow, like it's this is dip, this has changed.
2: Yeah, circles. It's too bad. I do I I do think we need a thirty plus gay bar in Brooklyn that's like tasteful <laughs> <laughs> and ideally has more than one bathroom. You know that the XC got new bathrooms. Oh, I saw last night.
0: Um, I haven't gone yet because I've been gone. Oh, my God. Um, But I'm going to Azealia Banks after this. So maybe I'll go to the XC after that. She's playing in Central Park. Do you want (laughs) to (laughs) come? Is it right after this? It's at like, I think seven. Oh, wow. Is it free? No, but I think it's like 30 bucks. Wow. I mean, it's like two sides and a dessert. Wow. (laughs) To go see Azealia.
2: I don't deserve it. I just
0: might. I'm really, my whole, it's hard for me to, I'm the, my, all I can think about right now is, like, I might find out the Queen of England died while watching Azealia Banks in Central Park. Wow, that would be a <laughs> <laughs> Um, But what was I going to say? They do have two
2: bathrooms now, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but I do think we need a, like, there needs to be one more. There needs to be one more place like that. It, yes, because it
0: used to be, this is, I've been thinking about this. It's like, it used to be, like, you could go to Metro and, like, stand and maybe dance.
2: Right, potentially. Is that a
0: dance floor? I would not say so. I would argue no. I would argue absolutely not. Um, you could go to Rosemont and maybe dance. Yeah. And then Macri was like, I'm not really sure what's happening, but it's fun. Yeah. And then Exley was like, I can sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. Those days are dead in the ground. Mm-hmm. And the sit and have a conversation place is not in current existence.
2: Right, 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 right. And right, so right. I'm like,
0: do we turn another straight bar
2: <laughs> in the area? I mean, there's an audience for it. I mean, there's two of us sitting right here. <laughs> I think I think we... Um- I'm trying to think which straight bar would turn first. Oh my
0: god, this is like if this was people, it'd be so problematic. Being like which person is secretly gay, but doing with the bar is very fun. You to do with the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which bar is secretly hungry for cock?
2: um. Yeah. um <laughs> I'm I'm okay. So it's in the Williamsburg area. Yeah. Does it have to be? Mo- I guess it kind of does. Like I like that little neighborhood it's feeling nice. of like we can bop around. Yes. It. Yeah. So, it could be... You know, there's a bar that I used to go to that that was called Lady J's. It's kind of a divey vibe. Yeah. They have a nice backyard patio area. Okay. Um, That should turn. I feel like it already has, like, a name that, like, feels like a gay... Yes. Like, double entendre or something. Yes. But isn't. Also, there actually are randomly, like... Like... I've seen, like, a few bears there. Okay. Like, the bear that cut my hair. (laughs) Is that a children's book? I'm sorry. The bear that cut my hair. <laughs> I saw him. I saw the bear that cut my hair there. and uh, <laughs> But I stopped going to him. Oh, that's the worst. When you see a hair person you stopped going to in public. Yeah, uh, now I go to a
0: a, a lovely little twink. Um, do you only let gay men cut your hair? You know, I do prefer it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like they understand. This is my thing. Is like right now, I, my hair is like the longest I've ever it's it's been in years, which is not saying much because it's not that long. I just don't normally have my hair long, mm-hmm. but it's long enough that I feel like I get like some sort of fun cut. Ooh. And I was like, should I get a fun cut? And Nate goes to like some chic, like East Village, like queer place. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, haircuts are eighty dollars. Like I'm not really yeah. doing that. Yeah, so I do just want to go to like the straight barber and have him give me the. <laughs> I think they'll do what
2: they'll do what you need.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, how are you finding gay bar- barbers? Are you through luck? through luck, okay. Yeah.
2: But when I do find them, I I
0: cling to them. I really hate when people look for municipal services on Grindr. Can I just say that? Oh, my God. When people look for municipal services or when people look for housing. (laughs) Sorry, I know people need housing. But, like, I really hate when a bio is, like, looking for a roommate.
2: I'm like, I. I, I, there are apps for that. (laughs) I never have trusted that. When it's, like, looking for a roommate, I'm like, in, like, what sexual way? Yeah. It's, like you're looking for like a situation, right? Like you're kind of being you're like looking I'll fuck for you drama to, is what you're well, looking for. You're looking for that. a place where
0: you can, <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. It's like you're looking for a place where it's like there's gonna be immediate sexual attraction upon moving.
2: Yeah, I mean that was like my college fantasy. I would argue. I was like, please have a gay roommate, and we were both closeted, and we both oh, like up. in
0: the dorms. Yeah, that's duh, duh 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 <laughs> duh. Duh.
2: They should do some sort of testing for that. They literally, uh, yeah. There needs to be like a code word. You can be like, give me another closeted guy. <laughs> We need to find ourselves together. It'd be so helpful. It would actually be huge. It would, like, I mean, mental illness wouldn't exist anymore. It would be so helpful. Because
0: if they're gay, they will both get along, and they will enjoy sex with each other, and they will be compatible. Yeah,
2: and only for one year, and then that's perfect, because then you move on.
0: And, yes. And then you come out of your closet, and then you get to live with a gay person you want your sophomore year.
2: Yeah, and you're going to be like, oh, and I know how to have sex because I did it with my closeted room. <laughs> Which would be so helpful
0: That would be so helpful God <laughs>
2: <laughs> You should you should open a college I should open a college <laughs> <laughs> Sam's school for girls <laughs> 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 Yeah, all the classes are fake But you do have a roommate And that's what's key <laughs> You have to mandatorily stay in the dorms For all four years And it's like, Why? <laughs>
0: The glasses, like the dessert menu is <laughs> for show. I can't believe you thought dessert menus were for show. That's the funniest thing <laughs> to me. I believed it. Um, okay, so we can turn Lady J's gay. I'm open to that. I think we can. I think that could work. I'm also my thought was because she's already a little queenie, is Night of
2: Joy. Is that still open? Yeah, that is still open. That is gonna be that that is gonna be a hard battle to win because I feel like straight like, okay cupid dates, like, come alive at Night of Joy. Yeah, you just need to start, I, like, gays can do it though. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a battle. I'll bleed for it. <laughs> I mean, I do love that place though.
0: Yeah, it's very like, I'm always like, is this owned by Sleep No More? Like, is it? Yeah, it's got a spooky feel. It's got like a spooky, I think a gay spooky bar could be fun.
2: That would be fun. I will say Night of Joy is one of those places that I don't go to because I'm like, that's a cocktail bar. And I wrote those off in 2013. Do you not consider actually a cocktail bar? I guess you can get a beer and a shot is the thing. You can, yeah. Yeah. And it like, I feel like it used to be a cocktail bar, but now if you order a cocktail, they'll literally get mad at you. That's actually really true. Would you, do you like cocktails though? <laughs> <laughs> Twist my arm. <laughs> Honey, are you <laughs> offering? <laughs> um, I, I do. I do. I don't okay. like anything, I don't like anything with too much stuff. Like, I like a simple cocktail. That's the general theme among people
0: right now. I think it's very in.
2: Yeah. Well, that's good. I love to be on trend.
0: Yeah, I think you are on trend. I love a martini. The martini is the, is, the, martini is the drink of the moment. Yeah. Objectively.
2: Objectively. And it should be. It should be celebrated. Well, I think it's,
0: I mean, it's the most classic drink of all time. It's a staple. Life's hard. It's the most alcohol, it's a drink for alcoholics, but it's like,
2: yeah, but like cool ones. No, like cool ones.
0: <laughs> like ones that like have nice clothes. Cool, cool alcoholics drink beers and shots <laughs> or martinis. Yeah. So you have both
2: bases covered. Yeah, it's I have it all figured out. <laughs> no, beers. it's hard not to do the beer and shot. It's so affordable. See,
0: I don't do beer and shot because I, I the last time I did it was like a year or two ago and I got rip shit drunk. I'm like, oh yeah, because I'm doing a shot with every drink. Like yeah. I just like don't, I love beer. But I don't need to do shots with it. I think is the thing.
2: Sure, sure. No, I mean that's. I do. I leave the bar being like, I only had four drinks. like you had eight drinks. drinks, babes. You had eight. Yeah, but it's like, like only counts as four.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like according to like medical science, it doesn't. But I hear <laughs> what you're saying. It's like
2: four rounds.
0: That's a different thing. That's a different thing.
2: Oh, mm-hmm.
0: that's the other problem with the X Lee and this is like I love them so much, but I'll be. Can I get a normal gin and soda? And then I'll, the amount of gin they put in, and I'm like, this will kill a whale. Like the drinks. I have
2: actually like I've I've gotten dangerously drunk at the X Lee before because they pour <laughs> so strong. It's amazing. It's like kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, that's why I sometimes have to drink beer there because I'm like at least they can't like roofie me with this. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> like I, there was a time I had my birthday there two years ago or something, and I was like I. Almost died. I was like, "This is insane!" And then I was like, "Were they mad at me? Like, were they trying to injure me with how much they were giving me?" It's crazy. Yeah,
0: I don't think. I think it comes from the best of places, but overly strong drinks are not a gift. And I I think, no, maybe you. They were on your like twenty one, but once you pass twenty eight. It's like I want the exact amount of alcohol I ordered because I'm really trying to control my health.
2: And a lot of times you're like sort of it's an endurance test and it's like I want to be getting a drink, but I don't need to be drinking. Thank you. I also wish a um, bartender would sort of, I mean, an expert bartender. I want them to like give me a really strong first one and then get less and less strong as they go (laughs) on. (laughs) I want them to like know what I'm up to. (laughs) This one time, that reminded me, this one time this woman... Came
0: up to me at Rosemary's, which is this restaurant I worked at in the West Village for a long time, and she was like, "Hey, she was like, I really like the vibe of this table, this table, and this table. Do you think it'd be possible? This is in the middle of like a busy service. She's like, to do appetizers at this table and then do entrees at that table and then maybe finish up some dessert at that table. And I was like, I'm sorry, are you asking to move three different tables during the course of your dinner? And she was like, Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> Absolutely not. It was, it was maybe the craziest thing anyone ever asked me for in my time in working in restaurants.
2: Wait, I'm, I don't even understand what she means.
0: So they were like, have you ever been to this restaurant, Rosemary's? No, you hate restaurants. <laughs> it's in the village. It has like, it's like, it's like this big open room. And there are these, by the bar, there are like these standing tables that are like long wooden tables that you like stand at. Okay. And usually drink wine and have snacks while you're waiting for your table. She was like, can we be sat at this table for appetizers. And then when we finish our appetizers, walk over to a table that is set for us for dinner, have entrees at that table. And then when we finish our entrees, stand up and go move and sit at a table outside for dessert.
2: Wow. I mean, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. She wanted to do a crawl within the restaurant.
0: Yeah. A table crawl. She wanted like a full like wedding planner event. I was like, babe, I mean, no, you know, she's ordering dessert. I mean, she's ordering dessert. Yeah. She's never not. She's not eating it, but she's ordered it. She's ordered it. <laughs> she's getting it to go. But she thought I was a real bitch for saying no. She was like, really? And I was like, absolutely not. I thought it was the craziest thing that anyone. I, it's one of the craziest things anyone ever asked me How How mad did she get? Really mad. Did she leave like a Yelp review? Probably. Wow. Probably. It was really funny when people would leave bad Yelp reviews about me because management would have to try to not be offensive by being like, um, well, it says like big gay man. <laughs> like <laughs> And they'd be like, so "We don't know who that is," and it's like me and three women who are the bartenders, and it's like, "Yeah, I don't know." And they're like, "They're like, okay, well, this one says that loud faggot was rude to them," and I'm wow. like, "I'm like, who do you think that was?" And management has to be like, "Um, Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was truly my favorite." Yeah, someone said I looked. Someone was like, "I don't remember saying, but he looked like a Justin." Rudest thing anyone's ever said about me. Um, looked like a Justin. Wow. Looked like a
2: Justin. Looked like a Justin. I would
0: never describe you as that. Could kiss you on the mouth for that right (laughs) now. Thank you so much.
2: Um, If you said,
0: I see it, I would have been like, leave, it's over.
2: No, I'm trying, now I'm like, what would I see? It's, I just, yeah. If I didn't I, I feel
0: like I've been saying this a lot recently, so maybe I've said this on the podcast, but I recently remembered like, when I was like four or five, like when I was like a little kid, I was in absolute crisis about the fact that my name was Jake. I was like, I've been named the wrong name. This is the wrong name. I like have named dysphoria and I was positive that I was meant to be named Chris. Chris, (laughs) Chris, <laughs> the most lateral move in the world. Like it's not really? like, I was like devastated and that would have meant my name Chris Cornell. Um
2: Ooh, <laughs> love that. Um, um, you know, I think uh, I think you could be a Dylan to be honest. That's hot. Thank you. Right? It's kind of sexy. ILL or YL? Um let's do Y. Okay. Dylan because that's like I mean you that's with a Y. That's like a man that like goes to London for Christmas. Like Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, he knows the world. He's worldly. I'm trying
0: to... Okay, wait. But he still knows how to, like, fix a truck. Thank you. <laughs> That's Dylan. Um, I don't know how to fix a truck, but... No, no, no. No, 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 no You no, just don't no. look like no, it. No, no, I look like it. Okay, <laughs> wait. What name would I would say... Wait, do you know what name literally just came to me? What? Trevor. Really? Do you see that? No, oh, they're on their phones. <laughs> 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 do you see... Do you see that? For you? I Trevor. Trevor.
2: Well, I like I like it. It sort of implies um intellectual... It's a little nerdy, but not in a way that's bad. It's sort of like you're almost the, the quiet hero of the story, I could see.
0: Yeah, Trevor also has an intrinsic sort of like there is a physical capability there. Mm-hmm. I don't think a Trevor is ever that weak. No. Like they are nerdy and they're delicate, but there's a there's a strength and there's an yeah. ability, there's a physical capability
2: to it. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Trevor that. wears glasses, but they're sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more for reading. Like if they were to fall <laughs> off, he's not
0: like Velming. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah. He like puts them on like, and he puts them on when you're like, dri- when he's driving a car.
0: That's what I need my glasses for.
2: Oh my God. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Whenever
0: I get glasses, cause I do find them really helpful for driving. Um, the, I always get dragged by the people at Warby Parker. They're like, wow, this prescription's so light. Do you sure you need these? And I'm like, are you trying not to sell me the glasses? I just want them for driving. I don't wear them all the time. Um, that's what,
2: m- how, what do they help with for driving? What if they're so light?
0: Um, for it, they, um I get the ones that are treated with this thing for oncoming. <laughs> this is so boring. <laughs>
2: no, for this on- someone's someone at home is going through this exact same issue, and you're about to because set them it free. takes my.
0: It's like two things. I get tired and I get headaches because my eyes are like trying to focus, so it makes it easier on the eyes to wear the glasses. And also, I get this treatment on the lenses that makes it so that um, oncoming headlights aren't as bright, <laughs> so it doesn't blind me because <laughs> I struggle with that.
2: <laughs> wow, I love that. Um, I think it's maybe. Yeah, maybe this podcast is the time for me to say it, but I think I might need glasses. Wait, really? What's been happening? I just, like, can't see it as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll notice myself, like, looking at something in the distance and not being able to read it and being yeah. like, hmm, that's not how I used to be. Yeah. Um, I feel that way all the time now. Yeah, but getting glasses sort of is, like, the fall of my life. I'm a little like, oh, no, this is death. This is decay. Is that your first, like, aging thing to experience? Because I don't see any gray. I have a touch, but yeah, I think for the most part, it's probably the most, um... Interesting. Notable one. That's interesting.
0: That's hard to experience.
2: Yeah. Is your first big moment of aging. Yeah. Because, like, I'm a teen, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I always have been. You're I 19. Be. Yeah. I'm 19, and I have a fake ID. <laughs> Did you ever have a fake ID? No. No? Did you? Yeah.
0: Ugh. I had a lot of fake IDs. God. I had two fake ideas. Well, yeah. or three, because one was like someone else's, and then I had two that I had like made.
2: How come? What? How? Why? <laughs> like, weren't you in like Vermont? Like, do you need to go to like bars in Vermont? Like, yeah, what they- the fuck else are you gonna do? <laughs> I feel like Vermont is like where you have like house parties or something. No, I never liked house parties
0: because I was—I always used to say the theme of every party is if there's a fire, we won't get out Um, because there are just like so many people. Like, especially they were always in like basements, and I didn't like it. And it was also a lot of it was the um, the navigation of like, can we get in with like the
2: ratio of girls to boys? Like, Uh, do you remember this? Of course. So you were going to like more fratty parties. You weren't in the sort of indie scene of Vermont. No, that, yeah,
0: I was in, I was not with the, in, there wasn't, cause the indie scene of Vermont was like annoying rich kids who were like into like, the indie kids in Vermont were into too hard of drugs for me is actually what the issue uh, was. It was either yeah. like you could just be a drinker, but then you had to hang out with people that were, had bad personalities. Like, not my friends. I like my friends if you're listening, but, <laughs> but like the general population had like bad personalities. Or you hanging hang out with people that had like maybe good personalities, but they, they were like, they were like, we could try heroin. Like they
2: were like, <laughs> wow. we could like flirt with it. Uh, Scary. It
0: was so. It was like I think I just I gravitated more towards that one crowd. But I yeah. So I had fake IDs to get into the bars because also I'm young for my grade.
2: Oh, when's your birthday?
0: November third.
2: Okay. I'm like now I'm trying to do the math. I don't get it, but I believe you.
0: Like I turned twenty one <laughs> November of my senior year. Of oh my
2: god. Okay. So I was like young for my grades. And you wanted to be able to Hit the bars with the squad I needed to Yeah I couldn't be left out Was there a gay bar in Vermont? Absolutely
0: not (laughs) There was a bar called There was two things There was like a bar called Half Lounge That felt gay But I think that just meant That they were like Nice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were like queer adjacent, but like no one there was actually like I wasn't like hooking up with people at Half Lounge. And then there was this concert venue called Higher Ground that had this thing called First Friday, which the first Friday of every month was like a gay party. Ooh. Yeah. But it was like sixteen or older. So once you were like twenty, it was like, I don't like this. Wow, that's kinda gross. Yeah. Why do they
2: well, I guess
0: I don't know. Because like the teens needed something too. Yeah, but like Gay teens? No. Gay teens can suffer. Yeah. Can't they,
2: like, go on the internet or whatever and <laughs> do whatever nasty shit they need Did to you do? have a gay bar in college? No way. Oh, God, no. No. No, I was in Where'd Virginia, you go? University of Virginia. Gotcha. And they're actually... Were you out in college? Half. You know what I mean? Like, you were bi? No, like... That's a valid guess. <laughs> that's a really valid guess, actually. That's No, that's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> you like, I should have done that. Uh, no, I was sort of like... Like, I was like, I'm out to my friends, but, like, in Spanish class, like, I'll say, like novia so <laughs> no VO, you know what i mean cuz like i don't need i don't need my whole spanish class knowing what my whole deal is like my sexuality is private oh, okay sure 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 um but it was complicated yeah that makes sense but
0: there was no gay bars at uva
2: there were zero well okay there was actually one called i forget what it was called but they had a um, you had to be like a member and so it was like a sex club we went once and it wasn't a sex club but I think, like... Oh, maybe he, this is dark,
0: but maybe it's, like, Virginia, like, they were, like, you have to remember because it's, like, a safety concern.
2: I honestly think that might have been it. Um, it didn't feel... <laughs> that sucks. That fucking sucks. Yeah. It wasn't a, an incredible gay scene, but there were, like, closeted fat frat bros in sort of a hot throwback way. That is fun. Yeah. And it's like, where else are you going to have that? You don't have that in New York, damn no. city. No. No, Tony, not <too many> even <laughs> fucking out here for that. Oh, uh, Do you ever... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite bar is um, going to the Midwest and being on Scruff.
0: It is crazy when you go. Like it's crazy to go back to like Burlington, even just like Burlington, which is like a very progressive city and like open grinder Scruff. And how many of the profiles
2: are faceless? Yeah, it's wild. And being like married to a woman like need to be discreet and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, wow yeah
0: or like am straight but love sucking dick and I'm like the yeah. fact that you could type that sentence out is really crazy to me <laughs> it's genius <Or, laughs> they are actually working at a higher level
2: than we are yeah <laughs> like, it's
0: we're like so you want to talk simple. about acting like they're doing like the best theater is happening in the midwest in and in like rural areas I mean
2: they have full families and then they're also like on grinder it's insane how, who has the time? Who has the
0: time? The stress of that. Oh, my God. That was the thing. when I, I remember when I was thinking about coming out, I was like, oh, my God, the stress of, like, doing anything otherwise sounds worse.
2: I was actually so co- – I was like, I'm going to be the best closeted man on earth. Like, I was really? so committed.
0: You're, like, reading books on it?
2: You're no, like- I was like, it's actually going to be really easy because I'm, like, really efficient. I'm, like, really smart. I I was like, I'm going to have like a perfect family and I'm going <laughs> to be secretly gay. <laughs> You sound
0: so excited, like planning out your Tracy Flick
2: life. I was like, this is perfect. Everyone else has it all wrong.
0: (laughs) Everyone else who was outed and had their lives ruined was just dumb. I'm smart and and I I got to figure it out.
2: When people come out of the closet, they're being lazy. (laughs) They're not willing to do the work that I'm going to do, that I'm going to put in. Yeah. And then I actually, I think actually drinking, I was like, oh wait, now I feel free to talk and I'm spilling all my secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. So if I had um, never had a drink, I would never be out of the closet. That's not true, but. Let's run with it. That's
0: like a beautiful thing that alcohol did for you. And alcohol does almost no good things for anyone.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a slay. Alcohol's a slay.
0: <laughs> a slay to heterosexuality.
2: Yeah. Bye. Um, and honestly, and when, sometimes when people like have never had a drink, I'm like, what are you hiding? Like, what don't you want to say? Yeah, when someone's like, it's it's always interesting.
0: I don't judge anyone who doesn't drink. Like, I don't, I get it. Especially, but like, if someone's never even tried it and they're like, I just do like like being out of control in that way. I'm like, what are you trying to control? Yeah, like, are you Bruce Banner? Like, what? Like, are you the full? Like, what? Like, what is like your Hulk? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If-
2: um. This is, I love that I'm about to talk about this on this podcast. <laughs> 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 this is so this is this is genius. I was listening to um. Jason Alexander on a podcast. <laughs> you brought up Seinfeld like three times. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a Seinfeld. I'm in a Seinfeld era. I've never I started watching it this year and I'm I'm loving it actually. Okay, God bless. Um but Jason Alexander, he's said he's never had a drink. He's he said he's never been drunk in his life. And I was like, You're bisexual. <laughs> 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 he gives me such bisexual energy and um I think he's hiding it. Good for I mean You heard it here first. <laughs> Breaking. That's like your number one red flag Yeah, no, I okay,
0: I I'm down. Let's say yeah, let's spread that. What's that character's name? I want to take Kramer, but I know it's not Costanza. Kramer. Costanza. Yeah. Okay, so Costanza's by. Costanza's by. Wow. Uh,
2: confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. Or else, why doesn't he drink? That's mm. it. That's it. that's it. And that's it. And that's it. Wow. So who do you think is um by? <laughs> 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 oh brother.
0: I think most people would be by. I know that's not like that's not like a novel take to have, but yeah. I think most people would I think most people would be by. The straight I will this is true. The people I respect their sexuality the most are uh, the handful of straight men I know who are like, oh, I tried hooking up with a guy and it wasn't for me, so I went back to girls. I'm like, you're the straightest person I know.
2: Yeah, I'm like, that's if you had sex
0: with one man and you didn't enjoy it, and you're like, I actually think I really prefer women. I'm like, you're literally the most heterosexual person. I know Yeah,
2: if you love something, let it go, and that's what they did with their straightness, <laughs> and it came back, and <laughs> was just so powerful. Yeah, because
0: how else can you know? Absolutely, someone's like, I, I'm a salty person, not a sweet person, and they're like, but I've never had ice cream. And I'm like, you don't know. Yeah, but if you're like, I tried ice cream, not for me, really prefer chips. I'm like, you're the saltiest bitch I know. <laughs>
2: Like a hundred percent, yeah. So maybe y- you're telling me I need to start ordering desserts, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only then can I know for what? if did I'm a dessert person. What did you feel person. like the first
0: time you were at a table and someone ordered a dessert? Was it
2: shock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 it was shock. I, I, truly, it was like I was. I do the game of like I do the performance with the waiters like and dessert. And, no, thank you. Like I was like, yep. Now we have to do this thing that we always do, and they're like, actually, I would like. I would um <laughs> I was thinking about the chocolate. And I was like, what? Like, no one orders this. (laughs) Off limit. Did you have a bite? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever experienced the dessert cart? I feel like that's a
2: very rare thing now. But uh, I saw it as a kid, but I feel like I don't see it. Yeah, okay. And it was always for other tables. That that was not coming to the Tiger table? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) no my mom is a uh, uh, real health nut no sugar household Uh, kind of but not entirely but mostly were you like the house that i would go to when i was a kid where they were like we don't have frosted flakes we have like tiger
0: chips yeah Yeah.
2: we had like everything had to have like less than 10 grams of sugar like all the cereals so like that outlaws so many of them but i found that if you um sort of Find the ones with the smaller surfing size. It says they have less sugar. It's one way to wow. hack the system. If any, if any bad kids are listening.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. You, that's really, I'm just a small child really holding hands with corporate, like GE or G, GM. Yeah. GE. Um, and being like, let's do this together. Like, let's deceive this mother together.
2: Yeah, we need to, like, yeah, we're tricking them.
0: Okay, gorgeous. I like to end these episodes by planning our next night out together.
2: Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm bringing the mic closer, because I'm like, wait. <laughs> I'm trying to get intimate.
0: Um, So if, do you want to hang out? Yeah. Great. <laughs> is that how it always starts? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Well, sometimes it's with like Dorinda, and it's like, we're not hanging out, but like, let's plan the night out. But like, you and I have gone out together, and I would yeah. like to go out again. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what this segment is, like. <laughs> You didn't ask me permission. I don't want to <laughs> hang out. I'm leaving. I'm so busy. I'm like, literally every night is booked. Like, you have no <laughs> idea what I'm up to. I'm always moving in silence, and <laughs> it's very productive silence. I have to go back to Long Island. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going out. We're going out. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? So this is why I'm bad to go out with. Because <laughs> I literally am just like, so what do you want to do? Is Yeah. Ugh. Okay, but what? Okay, so you want to go to like dinner. You...
0: <laughs> the face you made when you pitched that was like begging me to say otherwise, <laughs> but I really want to see you in a restaurant. Like, I want to take you to one of my favorite restaurants and see what happens. What? Where would we go? We could go to like, I feel like it's boring to like. We could go to Burning's because it's like in walking distance to all the bars we just talked about. It.
2: Oh, I've never. What's that place?
0: It's on. It's on for not Fork Green Park, McCarran Park, and they do like martinis and burgers and like chicken parm and shit like that. Okay. So we could do that. We could do somewhere like. We could do somewhere a little easier because that, like, there might be a weight that might be a whole, that might be triggering for you. Um, <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. We can also. I'm not above doing like slices of pizza.
2: No, we're, we're going to Bernie's. We're going to make a reservation. They don't do reservations. They don't do reservations. It's walking. Do res- oh. <laughs> oh, let me, How close is the table next to us going to be? <laughs> really close, right? Um, it's like a banquet. <laughs> it's like shared. We could do the bar. Okay, I would Look, like to do the bar. Okay. That sounds nice.
0: Okay, we'll do that. Okay. And then, do you want to, this is the question, do we go, I I guess it's like, Do we? what bars do we check out if they are, do, you, do we want to go to one of the gay bars? Are we trying to turn Lady J's?
2: <laughs> okay. We are going to, I think we will, unfortunately, we will have to go to the Exley. If we're gonna meet <laughs> we there. love them, but yeah, and it's like we're just gonna have to go there, uh-huh. and maybe we can get upset there. That could be kind of a nice, yeah, like texture for the night. Uh-huh. As we get like mad because it's too crowded, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe we like start a revolution and are like, everyone outside, we're going to Lady Jane's. <laughs> we don't like come <laughs> with us, we're gonna make it gay for tonight. Wait, that, wait. You just actually brought up the
0: actual plan, Mm. which is we need to make another bar in that area cooler so that Mm. we then can go back to the Exley when it's not cool.
2: Wow, that's smart. Lead a revolution and then like go back. That's genius. That is the move. Downright evil. I'm not above it. I'm not above it. (laughs) Take back the Exley (laughs) by any means
0: necessary. Wait, I would, okay. So that's the move. I'm yeah. trying. To, I'm picturing like, <laughs> like setting like roach bait for people, but it's like for like Gen, mil, gen Z. Like. like, we're
2: literally gonna like throw a party at Lady J's. Like, make an event. Make we like a we need to get like Elf Bar to sponsor it so that yeah. there's a bunch of free vapes.
0: <laughs> and then we don't go. Oh no no
2: no! We're at, we're at the Exley enjoying our quiet one time
0: night. one time when Exley was still transitioning from like gay bar to straight bar or from straight bar to gay bar. I so like you would show up and it was usually gay but everyone once in a while like one time I was like I threw my birthday party at the Exley like probably four years ago Threw my birthday party at the Exley which means we all showed up and it was the premiere of a what? Skateboarding film that wasn't like a narrative. It was just like a video of people skateboarding oh, <laughs> And no. there was like 400 skaters like in the Exley watching it. So we had to go to Union Pool. so
2: Talk about it straight more.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It was tough. Um, But so we need, what if we made Union Pool Gay? That would be Herculean.
2: You know, they did have like a queer party every once in a while that I forgot what it was called, but um, it used to happen on like Thursday nights after Drag Race screenings. Oh, interesting. And it was apparently kind of slutty, but I never went because it was like, I have to move in the morning. (laughs) I can't be going to the union pool. The idea of doing
0: a move, a shift moving hungover sounds like maybe the worst experience. I did
2: it once and I wanted to die. It
0: really sucks. That sounds so bad. Yeah. Um, Okay. This was so fun. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for Um, having me. So fun. I will see you at the X. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to going out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seasai. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to Vinepair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible.